right, welcome back to another edition of Seals Pod. I am uh, Stephen Woods, PA announcer for the San Diego Seals. Uh, very happy to be here at the Coronado Brewing uh, Company today. We are doing a live podcast. Coronado Brewing Company is proud to be the official craft beer partner of the Seals. Enjoy fan favorite Orange Avenue Wit and our new Salty Crew Blonde Ale all season long. And visit www.coronadobrewing.com to find our award-winning beers near you. Hashtag stay coastal. Uh, very honored to be sitting here with uh, SEALs captain Brody Walkoff Merrill. How we doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm so, doing well. So thank you for uh, the heart attack. What was it, last weekend? Or yeah. how, how long has it been since the last, uh, the last game? Yeah, we've had a bye weekend, so it was, uh, yeah, the Sunday prior. It feels like forever ago, and it was our first win of the season, and you scored in overtime the SEALs' first overtime game, and uh, you walked it off, and you almost killed me personally. I, I screamed so loud, so happy my wife and kid were out. Um, how'd that feel? You know what? It, it's interesting because um, saying this to a few of the guys, like, you know, we're kind of talking amongst ourselves after the game, just, you know, a little bit of relief, yeah. um, but uh, especially the first one there. But for, for uh, a game that early in the season, it was definitely one of the more, you know, exciting moments uh, that I've had. So it, it, it was, uh, you know, I think it, can hopefully be a moment we kind of turn a corner and, and kind of get things rolling. Is that one of the things? I mean, I know that that there are only you know there's a game every week or every other week you have a bye. After you have a win like that and it's the first one of the season, don't the guys want to get right back to it? I mean, having that week off, do you think that's going to be helpful or hurtful to the seals going forward? You know what? Like that that weekend in particular, um, you know, I, and it's it's the nature of the league. Like uh, I was actually. Uh, you know, when we're talking about it with my wife, Alex, is that every weekend so intense, you know, and you're uh, and that weekend in particular where we had travel, two games, you know, obviously a lot of emotion there. So um, I think it was nice to just kind of take a deep breath after that and reset and, and uh, have a little bit more time to prepare for Saskatchewan. Yeah, the, the game against Saskatchewan uh, is going to be Sunday and uh, it's at 1 p.m. at Pachanga Arena. Get your tickets at SealsLAX.com. You guys will all be there. <laughs> I can't wait for it. Uh, our first kind of day game, which will yeah. be a, a new one for, for me, a new one for uh, a lot of the the fans out there for you guys what do you like better you like playing at night or you I, like playing in the day by far i like day games do I don't, you yeah i do i don't like waiting around all day i'm yeah. not like a big nap guy or anything so it's just I, I like just being able to wake up get ready go to the arena and, and, and get going well so you've been in the league uh, brody 15 years and you can see it man i i've you know i've seen every home game that we've played obviously and you're the kind of guy where if somebody messes with one of your teammates, I mean, you are the captain. You go up, you usually get in somebody's face, and you see guys typically back off because uh, you've earned it in this league. You've been playing a long time, um, and, and there's a respect factor that comes along with Brody Merrill. How does that feel, man? Yeah, it's not something that you're really uh, kind of aware of in the moment. Um, I think that, you know, like uh, – it's even weird to hear you say 15 years, you know, like it, it's gone by really quickly. And, and uh, yeah, I think you just try to go about things, uh, you know, the right way and try to play the right way. And, and I always feel like lacrosse is a game where you, you know, you have to be, you have to be aggressor. You have to be an aggressor um, because it's so physical, so intense. And so you try to have that mindset, you know, each and every night. Year one uh, here 
when the seals got here and and you know a lot of people myself included started to learn a bit a little bit about the game and what the actual game was like there's certainly a great beauty to the game there's a lot of skill there are certain players in the league, I don't want to name any names, but you look at them and you're like, oh, cool, that guy's not a professional athlete. But then you watch them handle you know, the stick, the ball, how they pass, how they shoot. It's, it's a very skillful game. You being on the defensive side of the ball, what makes a great defender? Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a lot to it. Um, I'd say that you know, a lot of it's kind of more on the intangible side. Um, of course, there's that, that physical element, the you know the, the speed footwork uh, athleticism are definitely and you can see that you know over my time in the league you know that it, that's changed a lot and and you're, you're seeing kind of bigger stronger faster athletes um in the nll but um it's a lot of it's just about uh you know um reading a lot of it's pick play you know if you watch it and and for any basketball fan can appreciate it um that's what goes into a lot of defending is is how to react and respond to different picks and and the physicality behind pick play and 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 then it's just about kind of you know your coverability your your ability to transition the ball um how much is how much of it is is desire though and want and 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 that's yeah and and that's what I, i would say is most important right is that you know just being just being hard to play against too being someone that's uh that an offensive player uh, doesn't, you know, doesn't like to play against, and and it's funny because we we have a a, a mentor, a coach that works with us, uh, who has a Navy SEALs background, and and just talking about our role as kind of being disruptors, you know, as kind of uh, disrupting the flow of an offense, and that's I think that's a good way of looking at it. Do you like when the games get chippy? Because I like a lot when the games get <laughs> chippy because I, you know, Gracie has had to grab me by the belt loop more than once. I really like when you guys are, are chippy down there. Do you like playing in those games where it's a lot of kind of trash talk and, yeah. and a lot of pushing and shoving? I think uh, for me, I, yeah, I like having the, playing, you know, not, you can't manufacture it really. It just right. happens in the course of a game. But, you know, I think you always want to play with a little bit of that edge to your game. And that's when I know I feel I'm at my best when I have a little bit of an edge to my game. So after last season you know a lot of people fell in love with the seals and and the start was so great and you won the first game and everyone was kind of like wow that's pretty great for an expansion team and the message was we're not an expansion team Mm -hmm. you know we are we're a legitimate contender and and we were Mm -hmm. you know made the playoffs and and i know it was such a tough tough loss um one that stuck with with me for sure and i and i know you know all the players too got a lot of new faces uh in in the team or on the team this year the start has not been what anybody's wanted, you know, uh, for you guys to get off to that start. What do you what do you attribute it to? Is it chemistry? What was it? No, it, it, I think just um, you have these ebbs and flows of, over the course of a season. Right. And I think even if you looked kind of critically at our season last year, we had some stretches where we were, you know, where we would drop a few games in a row. And so I think for us, yeah, I mean, maybe there's there's some new faces on our team and and uh, starting to come together. I feel like we're getting closer to kind of the team that we can be. Um, and I, I kind of, you never want to go through it in the moment, but I think having a little bit of an early adversity uh, can can be a good thing in the long run. And, and for us to, uh, you know, it's actually what our owner had said to us after one of our games is, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to be peaking now, right? You want to peak later in the season. And, and uh, so, 
you know, you can already sense it. We're figuring it out. We're, uh, you know, it can, you can feel like we're, we're getting better every time that we're together. And, and so, uh, and definitely optimistic. I think we all are that we're going to start to turn a corner. Yeah, I, I think we all are too. If you followed the team uh, enough, you know that your brother, um, he had to have been pretty miserable to be around those first few weeks. And, and can you tell us a little bit about your brother, Coach Patrick Merrill, um, what was his demeanor with the team? Because, you know, I've seen him go both ways, right? I've seen him be very fired up, and I've seen him be uh, almost stoic. So after you get off to a slow start like that, what's his demeanor with the team? Was there any panic in him? No, it, it's, there isn't. Um, you know, obviously our whole, our whole staff, there's, a, there's an intensity there, and there's, a, there's an expectation, and they hold our, our team to a high standard. Um, I think for him... And and the other the rest of the staff and the players it's just you know you, you try to just look at things relatively unemotional pretty objective and and uh, and just look for okay how can we get better how can we make adjustments how can we make improvements um, so that we're we're more prepared the next time yeah right and we can get a be- better result the next time and so um, you know and, and that's what I, I find even in my own kind of routine and process. It's different after a loss, you know. You you tend to kind of look at things a little bit more critically. You, you, maybe you you look at your training regimen, how much film you're watching, your your kind of all those details in the that go into preparation. I think sometimes winning can can change your psychology that way, and so like le- um, like letting your foot off the gas. Yeah, a little exactly. Bit Complacency. Things are coming yeah, easy. Exactly, and that's why I think if we can kind of get through this, this will be good for us in in the long run. And uh, and so that that's what you know that's been the approach of our coaching staff you know right through our all the players on the team. Is it harder to lose now than it was when you were younger? I find uh, now I it's uh, maybe I have a little bit more perspective on it, and I, I don't ride the highs and lows quite as much. I think that's one of the things that someone to ask me kind of how things have changed over the course of my career. I feel. Um, I don't want to say numb to those swings, but a little bit more kind of calm measured. and steady and measured. Yeah. yeah. And, and those kind of swings of the game and, and, uh, and, and kind of having that perspective and knowing that, you know, like even I even look across, not to mention any other teams, but those, there's a few teams that are off to a good start where things kind of go back to the mean at some point. Sure. Right. And uh, I just kind of you name kind names, of know by that. The way. name names, <laughs> you kind of know that. And, and, uh, uh, you kind of see those kind of consistencies in the game over time. So, um, I, yeah, I mean, the losses, I, I think they all, you know, they they always hurt. They always sting. But I, I think I just kind of gaining, you kind of play the long game a little bit more and have a greater, uh, greater perspective on things. Now, you play for your brother. He's a very intense guy. Yeah. It's very intense. Do you guys ever butt heads? Are you guys on the same page philosophically or do you guys bang heads? No, so I think I think we're on the same page uh, philosophically. I think there are times where we, you know, we have those. I think in any in any situation, whether it's my brother or not, I think having those, uh, you know, a little bit of friction at times is not a bad thing. And uh, you know, the thing that is unique about it is that he is my brother. You know, and and I don't. You have siblings. At I do. All? Little it, he would never play for me. Ne- it, he would never, it, so it, never it, play for it, me. So it's different, right? When you have those kind of interactions or conflicts or, or whatever, you kind of it, it, you feel it a little bit differently, yeah. right? So, um, you know, that's that is there at times. But in the same breath, it goes the other way too, where 
there's kind of an unconditional trust and and you know and, and support for one another. Well, I mean, so. it doesn't hurt that you're a really really good lacrosse player, and he knows that it, the team is in good hands with you uh, out there. When you look at at the early part of this season, right? I, I feel and and I wonder if you guys feel the same, and I wonder if uh, if Patty feels the same way as well. I feel like there's been a lot of unlucky things. I feel like we've you guys have outshot teams. I feel like. The ball's just not finding the net sometimes. How do you guys, how do you get over that? Is it just a, hey, man, we're just going to keep shooting, and eventually they're going to, like you said, it's going to come back to the mean because there's been a couple games where I'm like, I, like wide open, just rippers to the net, and guy makes a great save or whatever. I feel like goalies have had their best games against the Seals so far this year. Yeah, and, that, and that's, um, you know, so you try to, to, again, look at that with more, with some clarity, right? And you're a baseball guy, yeah. right? You see it kind of um, hitters go through those slumps, but um, you keep swinging. You, to, you, you keep swinging. You stick with your process. You trust your process and and your routine. Um, you know, and, and that's what that's why I'm I'm encouraged because you you look at it objectively and and critically at times is that you want to look at some key areas, right? That that um, that over the long term will will kind of uh, you know equate to success and that are you know like quality chances the chances the quality chances that you're giving up right and I think that those are we've had some positive signs that way and so um, you know we just got to stick with it and, and and trust that it's gonna kind of go the other way any panic on that breakaway goal that game winner would you pay like what goes through your head because I would have I would have completely missed the net. I just know that about myself. I'm just not. I'm not clutch. I'm not clutch. I know it. It's fine. You are clutch. I'm not clutch. When you you pick up that loose ball and you're running down, you're like, I got a chance to walk this off right here. Is it just instincts? You're like, I'm going. I'm going low. Did you know? So, like, had you watched film? Do you know that that's his weak point? Like, walk me through that a little bit. Yeah. So for me, like, I know in most games I'll get like one or two transition opportunities a game. Yeah. So I'm. Even in shoot around prior warm up, I'm kind of thinking about okay, you know, do I know this goalie? Does he know me? Because I I don't have he that, knows you. By I, the I don't have many range. I don't have that much range in my shoot. Like I have I have a few moves that I kind of go with, and uh, so I'm kind of thinking about that prior to over the course of a game, and and so when those opportunities um, do present themselves, that I can kind of go on muscle memory a little yeah. bit, but. Um, that one in particular. That, that what do you remember about it? Because it's like a blackout, you know? See, for me, he kind of knew my one of my go-to moves, and he, he might have cheated a little bit to it, and so it opened up another area. So it was like uh, um, I'm kind of glad I just didn't, I wasn't stubborn and just went with my move. But uh, so, yeah, it wasn't – it happened so quickly too, right? It so was. It at, was very, uh, very quick. Yeah. It so was, it was kind of reacting. It was a fantastic moment. Uh, it's been the best moment of the season so far, and I know there are a lot more great moments to come. Big game for Frank Shiliano, too. I thought he played really, really well um, yeah, that I game, and I, I feel like Frankie needed that one. And how hard is that for you guys, man? You know, Frankie, is, he's our guy. Frank the yeah. Tank, man, and he's had such, such great games at times. And then, you know, it, sometimes it's just not your night, and it happens in every pro sport, happens to every athlete. Um, how's he doing? Have you guys been been trying to pick him up a little bit? Yeah, he's awesome. He's he's you know for a younger guy, he's got a lot of experience, and he's just got to ha has that temperament that you look for in a goalie. He's really steady, consistent. Um, you know, really a, a, an easy guy to be around. Oh, big time. You know, and and but he is really competitive too. He's he's fiery, and um, you know, I the way I look at it, and and you know, is that how many times has he been in a situation where? And Vancouver was a good example where he's bailing us out, yeah. right? And so 
we want to be that team, especially defensively, that you know makes it easier on him too, right? And not not giving up uh, so many quality chances. So he he's kind of the last person I worry about, you know, because he's so steady, so solid, and uh, he's kind of our. I always describe him as as kind of the rock on our team, and and uh, you know, and so we feel we feel he just gives us that air of confidence you know, when he's on and he's uh, at his best. And I think that's important for people to understand, you know, because you see it and you're like, oh, well, he gave up 13 goals. That must be his fault. How much of that, you know, for the, for the layman, you know, yeah. my, myself included, like how much of that do you guys put on yourself as a defense? Oh, I, it, it's, again, if you take a closer look at, you know, some of the goals, you know, if you look at the goals that we've given up, you, you, you have to, you know, you have to be accountable for that, you know, and I think that there's uh, some, some, some times where, you know, and again, that's part of a little bit of inexperience at times that younger players in and, and, and some new faces just getting more of that rhythm to the game, you know, and uh, you, you can start to see it coming. And, and so, you know, with that, you know, we, the mistakes tend to be big mistakes, right? Yeah. And so we want to try to limit those. And if we're going to give up looks you want to you, you you try to want to give up looks in, in lower percentage areas so we got to do a better job of that for frank and and i think you know like you said it, the thing that sticks in my mind having been around you guys and watched you guys practice and watched you guys play is that this is not indicative of who the seals are this one and three record it's mm -hmm. just not and, and like you said there's other teams that you look at their record like it's not really indicative of of who they are a lot of teams get out to a, yeah. a fast start how can you how can you peak when you, you're getting guys like Austin Stotts back, you know, yeah. number one overall pick, superstar in, in the making, uh, Casey Jackson as well. We're missing a couple of really big guns, and I yeah. know that, you know, the message, uh, at least amongst some of the fans, were like, well, listen, if we can stay afloat until our big, big guns come back, how much do those two guys mean to this team? Yeah, you know what? Like, it's um, – it, it's it, you definitely recognize it. Um, you know, there you try not to think about it too much as you're preparing for a game, but you feel their absence for sure. I mean, Casey last year had such a breakout year and one of the, you know, had almost 40 goals, I believe. And, and uh, again, another mature guy, just kind of that steady presence there. And and, uh, and then Austin, I always say about Austin, he's got kind of that it factor, right? And he's obviously a young guy, but he's he just brings such a big presence to, to the room with his energy and kind of, I know as an older player, I kind of feed off of that. And uh, but I think uh, for for us, we want to be a team that can kind of sustain those type of injuries. It's not going to be our last time going through it. And so, um, you know, I look at a guy like Connor Fields, right? Just getting more of an opportunity, right? Yeah. And you can already see it. You Stott, know, first yeah. few games, kind of feeling out his way, and then, you know, you saw the the last game, him starting to, you know, again turn a corner. And and so I think long term. You know, when we do get those back, th those players back, we'll be much stronger for it. And, and we got to learn how to win that way too, right? And so, um, you know, I, I think that's that's an important part of the process. Cali BBQ is proud to be an official sponsor of your San Diego Seals. Buy our slow smoked barbecue at any Seals home game or online anytime at www.calibbq.media. Let's look back, uh, if we can, a little bit on your career. Number one overall pick. We just mentioned uh, Austin Stotts. And 2005, I know it probably seems like yesterday, but mm -hmm. it's probably a shock to hear. You know, yeah. that was 15 years ago when you were picked yeah. number one 
overall by the Portland Lumberjacks. Tell me about your first year in the league. What do you remember about the league? What do you remember about, I mean, you knew you could hang because you're the number one pick. You knew what you were doing. What was it like for a, a young Brody Merrill? Yeah, it was really exciting. Um, it actually, uh, last year really reminded me of that first year because, um, you know, when I graduated from college, it was something I'd never been to Portland. Um, I, I didn't know anybody on the team it was an expansion team as well. And uh, lacrosse is a pretty small world, so you typically know a few players on, the, on each team. I didn't know anybody on that team. and. And I moved out there, and, and uh, it was really exciting. We had a great year. We, we ended up uh, winning the conference that year, and, and uh, it was kind of a magical year. I've, and so last year felt a lot very similar, just, again, new experience, kind of stepping outside of my comfort zone a little bit, being in a, an amazing part of the, the, the country too. And so, um, yeah, it, it, was, uh, it, it was a lot of fun, and, and it was a great, you know, I, I had a – we're actually playing him this uh, this weekend. Derek Keenan was was my first coach and had a really good relationship with him and and uh, met some lifelong friends uh, through that experience. So um, yeah, and then it also gave me that experience of going through that expansion process too, right? Of of uh, kind of being a you know a first year team and all the challenges uh, that go along with that. Well, you know, there's there's people in every sport and I've been fortunate to cover uh, a lot of different sports and, and meet a lot of different people and you know when I met Austin he was the guy last year you knew like oh he's gonna be fine game one game one minute one yeah Fernando Tatis Jr. plays for the Padres he, he looked like he belonged there did you have any of that did you have that too when you got there were you like all right I can do this or were you kind of a scared kid for you know a while? I, I felt I felt ready I had I was a little bit even a little bit older than than Austin like I'd, I'd gone through you know, uh, college and, and, uh, so I, I might've been a few years older than him at that time. And so I felt like I, I was ready. Patrick had been playing in the league. So I've been following, following the league pretty closely and, and you play against, you know, a lot of the same players in, in the summertime too. And so, um, yeah, it was more just excitement and I'd been waiting to play in the league for some time. And it was, uh, so it was, it was it was really fun to finally be there. Well, this is always the hardest question to ask, uh, an athlete, but how much longer can you play? How much longer yeah. do you want to play? I mean, today, for example, Tom Brady went to his Instagram and posted, I've got unfinished business. That dude has six <laughs> rings. He's got everything a guy could want. And in his mind and in his heart and his body, he feels, I've still got stuff to give. And I, yeah. I haven't accomplished everything I want to accomplish. First of all, that's a, that's a mindset that not many people have. Um, for you, 15 years in the league, I mean, Brody, you're about to become the all-time uh, loose ball leader. And, I mean, that's got to be pretty special. But for you, how much more do you feel that you have to accomplish? You know, I, I, at this point, I try not to look too far ahead with it. Um, I, still, I still really enjoy the training side of it and, and the preparation and everything that goes into it. It does, it does get a little bit harder. I've got three young kids now and a family and, and trying to balance everything. And, and uh, that's to me, is the biggest challenge. And, and then... Um, as we, we were talking before the podcast is that, you know, the speed of the game, it's, it, it does, it's not going to change for you, you know, and, and so just being able to, uh, you know, play at the level that I want to play at and be able to contribute. And, uh, so it's almost like, uh, it's year to year, but I try to stay kind of week to week, right. you know, and, and even day to day, like, um, you know, just with my training regimen, just trying to, trying to be consistent and, uh, you know, and, and, and kind of see where that takes me, you know, and I think that's one of the things I've just tried to, that's been a key for my longevity in the game is just, is just being in the moment, you know, being consistent every day 
um, and uh, you know, kind of let the chips fall where they may. There's a couple of things, you know, when I when we interview athletes, that I always am fascinated by a couple of things. Number one, lacrosse is not what you do. I mean, it's really who you are. I mean, there's a lot of involvement and and growing the game, teaching kids, and that's something you enjoy doing. Um, it, it, like like I said, it's something that you are. That's it's what you the person that you are. But when you're done, when you're finally done playing, and, and maybe it's your body that tells you, maybe it's your wife that tells you, yeah. maybe it's your kids that tell you, like, Daddy, you're not doing this again. <laughs> and you you take that. Where do you go from there? Do you want to run a team? Do you want to coach a team? Do you want to um, run a league? Like, what's what's in the future for you? Do you think that far ahead? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll always want to be involved in, in lacrosse in some capacity. It's just a game that, as you said, it's it's kind of part of my, my DNA, and I, it's given me so much, and I kind of can't picture my life without it. And one of the one of the kind of cool things about professional lacrosse is that you are, like, um, you are able to kind of build a career, right, as you've gone along. So for me, it's not – I'm not transitioning into – you know, a whole new lifestyle. You know, I think it's been one of the, the biggest challenges for any professional cross player is that the majority of us do have full-time jobs, right? And trying to balance your training and the travel. And as we talked about the emotions of a weekend that can translate into other areas of, course. <laughs> of your life. And, and so, um, yeah, like, I, again, um, you, you kind of take it year by year and, and uh, just kind of remain open and, and seeing, uh, you know what opportunities present themselves and and uh i also yeah i work at, at the hill academy which is a which is a private school that my family founded you know actually right when we i started playing professional lacrosse so that's that's been a big part of my life and my career as well and so um could definitely focus more time on that and that's so you don't you don't necessarily say oh yeah i'm coaching i want to like i want to be a coach in the nl i want to do what what patty does yeah um, but you're open to whatever. Yeah, I think I'm just open to it, right? I think. For I mean, me, you know, somebody's to, gonna offer you a job, right? Like, you know, that's coming at some point. Well, I think it's 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 kind of neat right now. Is there is lots of opportunity now? There's there's been expansion. There's yeah. uh, the league is just. Is I mean, growing, it's yeah. it's crazy. Like, where do you see what's what's the what's the ceiling for the NLL, or is there one? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's car- kind of carved out. Um, a cool little kind of land you know a cool little lane in the landscape of professional sport like it's uh and and i think that resonates with a lot of people like it's it's uh people come and watch lacrosse for the first time they come to a game a seals game oftentimes they're hooked and uh you know it's i I can speak to this now with 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 three kids trying to go to uh you know, a sporting event. It, it or I took them to, to Disneyland last week. <laughs> it was. Uh, go? The, <laughs> we made recovering. it like an hour and a half. That was <laughs> still, an expensive afternoon. I'm still, I'm still recovering, but no, I just think uh, you know to be able to have that kind of value and, and uh, entertainment. So that's why it's resonating with a lot of people, a lot of families, and that's why you're seeing it kind of trend in the right to re- the right direction. I think that's why everybody's really optimistic. Um, you know, with professional lacrosse and the NLL. It has been fun. The The expansion's been cool. And, and, you know, being a part of the SEALs has been really special because well, I feel like we get to do more cool stuff than anybody else gets to do. We're going to be playing a home game in Vegas uh, in, in February, February 1st. And uh, how, do the, how are all the guys feeling about that? I mean, it's a road trip to Vegas, but it's a home game for us. I, I'm pretty excited about it. It's Super Bowl weekend, so that's, 
you know, it's a home game, so I get to call the game. So obviously, I'm thrilled. It's it is at the end of the day just kind of another game for you guys. But yeah. how do you feel? Uh, do you think that's beneficial to the seals to the league? Yeah, for sure. And it's uh, there's an excitement there, and and that, that's one of the cool things about being a part of the seals. That you know, starting with Joe and Steve Govett, you know, they're they're looking to kind of push things right yeah, push things exactly. forward and do things that that have never been done and uh and that's really cool to be a part of i mean um you know the environments that we'll we'll get to play in this year and and uh as a player you're excited for that of course you know? well i mean three weeks after that we will you guys will be playing a game uh, at miramar i will be calling a game in an arena or a, a a stadium that we are building for um for the seals to play it's the rumble on the runway, which is still just bananas to me. We were out there together yeah. watching the, the fighter you know, jets take off. It was surreal. And, and then you look down the road, and you're like, oh, that's where we'll be playing, a yeah. lacrosse game. Did you ever in your wildest dreams think, I'll be playing at an active working military base where F-16s are taking off? I mean, it was, it was wild to me. It's definitely one of those moments where you're like, wow, this is – you're just thankful for where the game has taken you. And, and being out there in particular – it's uh, it's pretty amazing to see to picture that there, yeah. you know, and and to see it, it'll be the most unique lacrosse environment um, that that we've ever seen. So I couldn't be happier about it. I'm so it's so fun. It's like yeah. a fun thing. It's not just the grind of you go to the same place and and do yeah, the same sure. thing. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, let me pause quickly, Brody, because I need to talk about well an adult topic if you will. Manscaping is uh, well, it's very important. That's why Manscaped.com is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. The Perfect Package 2.0 kit features the Lawnmower 2.0 waterproof manscaping trimmer. It's got 6,000 RPMs in that motor. And uh, by the way, if you nick your sack, you can send it back, and that is a guarantee. It's, uh, waterproof. Yeah, thank you very much. I'll say it again. If that's you nick pretty, your sack, that's a pretty legendary you can take it back. Slogan. Yeah. I need to get one of these ASAP. It's not like dire or anything. I just want to have it. I just want to have it in case I need it, which just I currently don't. But I do need it. I want it in my home. Uh, so, yes, check that out. Um, that is definitely something. That's, I'm not going to ask you about your hygiene or grooming habits, Brody, because I think that would be very, very weird. Um, but so as the season plays out, do goals shift? You get off to the rough start. You get that win under your belt. Hopefully we get another one on Sunday against uh, Saskatchewan, 1 o'clock again at Pachanga Arena. Get your tickets at sealslax.com. Do the goals shift at all? Or is the goal still let's win a championship? There's still time. I mean, how, yeah, how's, that, how's that been? How's that, have there been conversations of like, all right, don't worry about it. Let's just keep jamming, win the next one. Yeah, that's exactly it. You stay the course and um, – you know, you, you break down things kind of incrementally in, and uh, in different, you know, different stages of the year. And, and uh, you know, always kind of you break them down in four or five game segments. And, and uh, so you just want to, you, you, you know, it's so much changes over the course of a season. You know, it's uh, you just you need to stay the course. And, you know, for me, nothing's changed. And I know that our, our team all feels the same way. And it's just more excitement, right, just to um, – to keep progressing, keep improving over the course of the year. Does it trip you out when people call you the greatest of all time? Yeah, it almost makes you feel a little uncomfortable, and I, I, I think that... That's weird. I would not feel uncomfortable <laughs> being called the greatest broadcaster of all time. I would actually quite enjoy it. That's just me, man. But um, 
You know, I, I've played with some of that, like uh, even even a guy like Gary Gate, who I consider the best of, of all time, is is that you know you're, you're you're just humbled by it, right? And you know how you know how you look at them in, in that light, and uh, and so and, and for me too, it's you're still when you're still playing, you're still in the moment, and you're still you know it's maybe something you know as you have as I've had kids now, it's something you definitely become a little bit more proud of and being able to kind of share that with them one day is, is something that's that's pretty cool. They don't care though right now, do they? No, they no. don't. They, they just don't. know that they dad like, has to go. Yeah. Dad's all fired up. That's the, oh, I forgot to ask you this earlier because Grace laughs because I ask this of every every time I interview someone. I'm a big process guy. I'm a big process guy with what I do for a living. Yeah. I have to do the same thing. If like my producer Paul is here, if he's not in, I'm a wreck. I have yeah. to have everything like a certain way in the morning you know, for what I consider my game day, and that's five days a week. You, when you have a game, what is your process? And I know it it's probably changed over the years. Yeah. Are you a psychopath on game day? Does the wife like, hey, kids, let's let daddy do his thing? Or are you just kind of like, oh, I'm going to go to work? Yeah, I try to be pretty laid back with that because I, I think there have been stages where I have been really particular about it. And so when things are off, it can kind of, you know. Um, Spin you out a yeah, little. Yeah, yeah, get me off track. And, and so... There's some things just in my routine that I try to stick to. Um, like what? You know, just in terms of what I eat, like the amount of time. Like I don't – I'll probably only – a lot of guys are kind of nap guys. I like to just lay down for 25, 30 minutes, and that's it. Um, day game – or game day? Game day. Yeah. Um, now, Sunday's going to be a little different. It's a day game, so you'll yep. be up early, I'm sure. Yeah. Shoot around early. Yeah. And then after shoot around, what's your like? I'm getting ready for the game process because that stuff fascinates me. Yeah, it, mine would be pretty boring though. I try to uh, I try to just get you know have a, have a pregame uh, meal, and um, you know just again try to unwind half hour of sleep in the afternoon, and then uh, I will say one of the one of my good luck charms is my daughter will always pick out my tie, so that's one one thing that I go to, but. Um, yeah, it, it's it's again pretty pretty boring, but pretty uh, pretty. But it's regimented. It's yours. Yeah, it's regimented. Like it's I, regimented. I, I, I yeah. kind of eat the same things every what do day. You um, I'll try to when I'm on the road. I'll try to go to a kind of a local spot. Um, try to yeah, Whole Foods Whole, is usually yeah, a, a spot yep. that I go to, or somewhere I can kind of control what I eat, and um, I'll I'll pack quite a bit of stuff too. Um, but uh, yeah, trying to just take as you know. Uh, Control what I can tr control what I can control in the process. I feel like he's right? more yeah. uncomfortable talking about the foods he eats pregame than he is about anything yeah. else. I don't know why. Is it like some it's kind of a personal some thing, secret? I guess, yeah, it's a secret personal. <laughs> it, it really is. I you. just don't want to. Be, I don't want to bore anybody. It's uh, yeah. That's never stopped me from telling my <laughs> stories, Brody. Just FYI, um, man. It's uh, it's it's been a pleasure, obviously, to to just be around you. And there there are so many leaders on that team. Um, and, you know, last year with Danny Dawson here, he was a great leader, great dude. Yeah. Um, and, and you have stepped up. Uh, obviously, you're the captain. But to have guys like Bucky Buchanan, I mean, you look at Buck, and, you know, Steve Govett actually said we were watching you guys practice. He goes, pound for pound, the best lacrosse player in the league. I mean, right there, like looking at Bucky. Yeah. What does a guy like Buck do? I mean, he's been around for a while too, but he doesn't necessarily – like you don't look at him and fear isn't stricken into you until he has that ball in his stick and he's ready to – unleash a, a shot on goal um like how what's it like playing with buck yeah he um you know what like that's what i love about the game too is that you you see so many different kinds of players right and it's such a 
you know, your skill set has to, has to be pretty vast um, in order to have success in the game. And he's, you know, not not the biggest guy, but he's got a real. It's funny because he always he goes through like three or four pairs of shoes a season because he's he's so quick. He's got that yeah. change of direction. His soles are always busting out on him. But um, we call them kind of Bucky plays. He makes these, uh, you know, a lot of little little plays that you just may not, you know. Um, show up like uh, you know be those kind of big sexy plays but they're they're those offensive repossessions which he's by far the best in the league at and then for a smaller guy he's just able to you know get to the tougher areas of the game and again you just feed off so many of those things that you do you can just tell when he's making those plays our our whole bench gets that boost and it's uh, he's pretty special that way. What has um, looking forward (laughs) To the game on Sunday against Saskatchewan, they're off to a pretty good start, two and one uh, right now. What are the what's the key to beating that team? Um, so they're a team that uh, has like a lot of continuity, and they've been together. Their core has been together for a long time, and so um, you know we you know they're a team that we would know well. You know that you can track a lot of film on them, and and uh, you know they they have one of the best players in the game and and Mark Matthews and he's kind of the catalyst and they've got some really good pieces uh, Ben McIntosh who, who's who's Garrett's brother um, is uh, another another top player in the game so they're really well rounded they're well coached they don't beat themselves um, they they really you know share the ball offensively and so it's it's uh, it's always a little bit of it, there's a different feeling when you play they've had it's so much recent success so that there's a little bit of a buzz when you play them and you're you're almost like a, a litmus test uh, to an extent Debrody, you and i have spent a lot of time together in the penalty box <coughs> over the the last year or so and, you always um, kind of call me down when i do i, see I you say there, hey bro, how you me a little bit and i give yeah. him a little a little fist bump <laughs> like hey you're looking good out there buddy um i feel like i and this is this is me being biased I feel like we get more penalties called on us than any other team in the league. I really do. Every game I tell Grace, I'm like, I don't get it. Here we go. They're like yeah, we're getting screwed again. Yeah. Is it pretty subjective? I feel like it's kind of like basketball in that, you know, in hockey, I feel like, oh, you know, it's a penalty. In football, you can, it can get subjective. But I feel like when in lacrosse, and I think that's what drives you guys crazy. At least you, I've heard you say it in the, in the box, like plenty of times. Yeah, you're like, how you know that's that's not a that's not a yeah. it's not a, it wasn't, wasn't hacking that guy or, yeah. or whatever. Um, how do you maneuver around that that kind of thing? I mean, because I know you don't like being in the penalty box because that means we got to kill yeah, a penalty. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're always innocent, right? You're always. always. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen you do anything wrong. <laughs> as a matter of fact, you know it's it's funny. That's one of the things with re- like you try to um, you know again be a little bit numb to them, like just re- just re- react to it, and and uh, I always say with refs like. One of my arguments is that people, most people in the crowd, should be able to make the calls. They should be that obvious. It's it, it usually uh, frustrates me when little over refing at times. I feel like sure. yeah, we've like all the, seen it, right? The referee show. I'm yeah. like, oh, cool, it's your fun yeah. day. they should be in the background. Come right? up and turn that mic on that doesn't work again <laughs> for the hundredth time tonight. And I've never actually heard I them say one over the loudspeaker because it's know. never actually worked. Um, it, it it happens every single week. It drives me bananas. Like, oh, it really does. It does. Like, at some point, I'd like to get thrown out of a game so I could just go watch from the stands. Or how long Mike it says, takes, no, I can't. Or how long it takes after uh, a coach throws a challenge flag. I love the 40-minute replay <laughs> is my favorite part of the When NLL. everybody in the arena knows what yeah. the call is. It's and like, see, I'm in the box with him, and so and you, you usually tell, are you too. Tell with and he's like, <laughs> he's like, 
running back. I'm like, dude, you can you see know, it. We Everybody, all know. Everyone's you can tell like, within the first one more five view. Seconds. Go up, go up, up, pause, pause. Yeah. And I'm just I'm glaring a hole through the guy because it's like it's so obvious. Just get this I thing know. going, man. They like um, the FaceTime. Oh, yeah. it's They really love the sound of their their non-microphone <laughs> voice uh, every single every single week. But, man, it's, um, you know, we still got a lot of lacrosse left to play uh, sure. this year. When you are, do you, do you address the team much? Are you a vocal captain, or are you more of a, a lead by example type guy? Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, more lead by example. You know, just trying to, um, you know, first and foremost, like there's a lot to it just in terms of your own preparation, just to get ready for a given uh, game, and so, um, you know, so you don't want to get too distracted from that. And uh, I've kind of learned that over the years is that you gotta. And make sure your your stuff is right, and uh, and then it's more just little, you know, subtle things that you you try to pass on to guys, or um, you know, just through experience or just little piece of advice. But guys are here for a reason too, and it's more so uh, trying to reinforce that, you know, and trying to uh, encourage guys and, and build guys up. And uh, yeah, there's times where you need to, you, you know, you need to assert yourself uh, as a leader on the team, but. Um, for the most part, it's just trying to do things the right way and, and try to hope that you kind of rub off on your teammates. And, and there, I, I lean on some guys on the team in that way as well, right? Just looking at what they do, how they prepare, what their energy, what their intensity is like, and you kind of feed off of that. And so um, you kind of pick your spots. But I think you got to be doing it first, right? And uh, well, I always feel that well done is always better than well said. Love it. That's my captain, ladies and gentlemen. Brody Merrill, everybody. Thanks so much, Brody. Thank Thanks you. again to uh, our friends here at Coronado Brewing for having us. Proud to be the official craft beer partner of the Seals. Enjoy fan-favorite Orange Avenue Wit, our new Salty Crew Blondale, all season long. Uh, go to coronadobrewing.com to find out where you can get the award-winning beers near you. Hashtag State Coastal. Also, go get your tickets for this Sunday fun day against the Saskatchewan Rush. Uh, it is at 1 o'clock. Sealslax.com. Sealslax.com.